their um, theme that year was called Heretics of Fashion. So um, I created an outfit um, out of a, a tarot cards and Bible pages. I burnt Bible pages. I made like a 23-foot-long train of burnt Bible pages. Um, I was going down there to the BART station every day and getting those free Bibles, and they pass out. It's so wrong. You're going home and you know, burning up. That was author Heather Jacks. I'm Jeff, and this is Story San Francisco. In this podcast, Heather talks about the art book she wrote about the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. This year marks the Sisters' 40th anniversary, and Heather will explain the inspiration for her book and what the Sisters mean to San Francisco. Here's Heather. Okay, so um, let's fast forward to when you decided or were compelled to come back to San Francisco. Can you walk walk us through that? How did I end? I don't. Leslie, I ended up in San Francisco. That's eight, the best answer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was like eight years ago, and um, I literally was at because I don't drive. It was uh, places that had transit, and I thought of Boston. I love Boston, but it's very cold. Mm-hmm. And I'd already lived in New York. London's too expensive, and um, LA has horrible public transit. And yeah. so I was like, San Francisco, it's got transit. And at the time, we weren't too expensive. Eight years yeah, ago. Unfortunately, I got like right on the rent cusp. control. So, yeah. yeah, it got here right at the cusp. I yeah. mean, I swear, it was like within six months, it just like, after my arrival, it went like insane. It's insane. I, I yeah. So, but you, you had that brief experience before. So you, right. so you knew San, you knew a little bit about San Francisco. I love San Much Francisco. Much different time in your life, but. Yeah. Um, I always liked San Francisco a lot. I actually really loved it. I love the fact that it's a, it's a small city and it's walkable. And I love the fact that, um. And I always knew this even before. If you find your tribe in this city, you are going to rock. It's going to be the best experience ever. If you don't find your tribe, then I think this city may be terrible for you. But, um, but there's so many amazing, colorful, diverse. I just really loved, even from that, even back at USF, um, I lived in Phelan Hall. It's now been renamed to something more politically correct. But I lived in Phelan Hall. And, um, but it was just super, like, it was so many colorful diverse characters yeah. i liked that a yeah. lot so kind of funky town it was very funky yeah yeah and still very much a hate asteroid kind of vibe i have and um sure and i get that um but yeah i really i've always liked san francisco i've liked it because it's very colorful cool. it's less colorful now than it was in the 80s so you said you've been back for about eight years now yes i came back in a, well, 2011 what have you been doing since you got back I was working at Starbucks over at 19th and Geary. Um, I've worked on and off for Starbucks for over 23 years. Wow. And um, I very much love that company. At the time, I was also selling, uh, I make these really great handbags from Recycled Records. And um, I'm a big music fiend. And um, I worked in the music industry for a lot of years. And um, I still do freelance writing for different music journals. So um, anyways, I made these really great handbags from Recycled Real Records. And one of the baristas who worked with me was saying, hey, you know, um, would you be interested in designing for me for Project Nunway? It's all recycled. You have a $100 budget, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, well, I'm not a designer. You know, I'm just not. And he was like, oh, it's $100. You know, and you just, it's a theme. And uh, we create, you know, just create an outfit with, you know, recycled products. Sounded simple. So that was Did you point. know what Project Nunway was? I had no idea. So that was the first lie he told me because he was like, oh, it's going to be really easy. I was like, okay, cool. Well, yeah, sign me up. Why not? You know? 
So then I go home and I get online and I start looking at Project Nunway and all the LA sisters, Project Nunway comes up and it is off the hook. And I was like, oh my God, like what did I sign up for? This is, oh my word, this could be terrible. But my, uh, the nun, the, uh, Charles, who is Sister Agnes Day After Tamara, um, was amazing and super supportive. It's like, oh, whatever you come up with. So their um, theme that year was called Heretics of Fashion. So um, I created an outfit um, out of a, a tarot cards and Bible pages. I burnt Bible pages. I made like a 23-foot-long train of burnt Bible pages. Um, I was going down there to the BART station every day and getting those free Bibles that they pass out. It's so wrong. <laughs> and going home and you know burning them. And, um, and hey, but you fun. use them to bring good into the world. <laughs> well, so and then all these that's... great tarot cards. And, and it was really awesome. And um, so I, so I um, during that time, I tend to have this knack of... I don't know why, it's because I guess I have, because I have very few filters and um, have, you know, big balls, I don't know. But I tend to um, be really good at fundraising. Um, and it's just usually because I ask people for things and then they give them to me. That's kind of how it works, huh? It just is. A lot of people just don't ask. So um, I was making these record bags and I thought, well, you know, I know Jane Wheedland is on Twitter. I think I'll tweet her and see if I can, you know, have her sign a record and make a bag and donate it to their silent auction at Nunway. Which is exactly what I did. And Jane tweets back right away. She's like, oh my God, Jazz, send me a record. I'll have all the girls sign it. It was awesome. So I call up Sister Jaja, who was running Nunway. And I said, hey, I'm gonna, I've got this bag. It's awesome. I'm signed by all the Go-Go's. I'll, I'll donate it to your silent auction. And this is exactly what happened. She goes, oh, a silent auction, dear. That's such a fabulous idea. Why don't you go ahead and make one? And she hung up. And I was like, what does she? What does she mean? So I call Charles. Charles is like, "Oh yeah, we've never had one before." So what she means is for you to put together a silent auction. I was like, "Oh, awesome!" So anyway, we did, and uh, it was amazing. So that first nunway that I did, um, they raised I I don't know I I, I want to say between seven and ten thousand dollars on the silent auction. I had random shit, man. I had like a, I think I was telling you a wax thumbprint from Rodney Dangerfield, which is like super random. But I will ask for anything. I don't care. Um, somebody and will, will like it. Clearly buy, <laughs> it. buy it. It's like they'll <laughs> yes. take that. So um, anyway, then they were gonna have this grant, the grant giving, like all this money goes somewhere. They they raise money for you know underfunded nonprofits and underfunded organizations. So I was, you know, I'm a straight girl. I'm a straight cisgender girl. That means I was born a female. I like being a female, and this is what I am. So I thought, well, I'm gonna go to their auction. I'm gonna go to their grant giving and see where this money really goes. I'm gonna see if they walk their walk. You know, talk their talk. So the grant ceremony that year was held at um, Oasis, which was ran by Hecklina, owned by Hecklina. Um, I went, it was awesome. It was amazing. Um, it was, uh, they gave money to all these incredible organizations, historic preservation. Uh, they gave it to Marty's house. They gave it to uh, prisoner uh, reentry. They gave it to LGBT things. They gave it to uh, crazy, amazing stuff. I mean, people who had breast implants, who needed, you know, a fake boob and a, uh, mom's tattoo they gave it to her uh to that uh so that she could like make these great tattoos for people who had mastectomies i mean it was awesome i was blown away it was amazing so i was sold and so i was literally we were going up to um jessup wineries in yonteville i i like wine and um (laughs) i was we were driving up there and i thought i should i should write a book 
about some of these amazing people because these people are really doing the work and I was just sold and I called Charles and I said hey I'm thinking about doing this idea I'd already done one book previously about street musicians in New York City and it had won several awards and had done fairly well and I said I want to do this coffee table book yada yada you know what do you think and he's like oh I think it's a great idea I think you should definitely do that if you want come to the general meeting propose the idea so I'm very democratic in process. So I went, I said, this is what I'm thinking. What do you guys think? They were like, yeah, let's do it. And I said, okay, it's first come, first serve. I have no, I don't know these sisters. If you're interested, if this is a project that vibes with you, sign up. If it's not, no hard feelings. Right. And that's exactly how it's been. The whole process has been very democratic. And I like it that way. I don't nice. have any, um, you know. Um, so yeah, so that was three years ago. Did you always mean for it to be a photo book or? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Most definitely. My first book, which was about buskers in New York City, and those are the street was not meant that way. It actually started from a music column that I was doing for the 9513, which is uh, the world's largest country music blog. And um, people started writing in. They're like, oh, this is like, you know, and it was like really getting popular. It was like buskers, street performers. They're like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. Like, you know, and I thought, ah, oh, you know, I should do a little book. And that turned into this big art book. But with the sisters, yeah, it had to be an art book from the onset. So, um. I was concerned because I know that I had done this pro- a project of this magnitude previously. It takes a long time. Yeah. Um, I was concerned about, uh, I had learned a lot from my previous projects, and I was concerned that I would not find a photographer or someone who could deal with me um, for three years. It is a three-year project. I knew that from the onset. I also know that I'm a Virgo, and I, I also know how I am. So I get all that. Um, so it was a... Uh, uh, my housemate Gaines, who said, you know what, you should talk to Benjamin Benoit. And I was like, my bartender? <laughs> my bartender in Santa Monica. So I flew to Santa Monica, and um, he, at this time, he had, uh, had been a bartender. I had known him for 10 years, um, but I knew him as my bartender. Um, had, uh, he, was a, he is a model, but he'd also been making this segue um, to going behind the camera. So I went super straight. I'm straight up, man. He is a traditional boy from Maine. And... Um, very traditional and I thought oh man I'm going to propose like maybe we could work together on a drag now I'm not you know whatever <laughs> he was super game for it and um, yeah so he came on board immediately with no hesitation I was blessed because he is incredible I was going to say it, it, I mean it, it, it takes someone who is willing to work with personality your personality but also they need to be a good photographer they right. need to be appreciative of the subject matter and right. have an eye and have you yeah. know so I've been super blessed because he works with nice. all these amazing companies, like big high-end companies. He knows how to deal uh, with high fashion models, and he really approached it from that eye. And um, I love what he's done. Um, yeah, he's really done terrific. And photographer yeah. bartenders are kind of my thing. <laughs> Michelle's a, Michelle's a, a bartender as well. <laughs> They're yeah. special. Yeah. yeah, they are. They are. He doesn't attend like bar anymore, but um, yeah. but that is how I met him. Right. You know? So I. I I specifically and deliberately kind of um, kept my distance, if you will, from sisters and sister activities. I really wanted to be able to present this in a really objective way. Documentary way. Yeah, and I really wanted to be me. Like, I want to be a straight female because this is why. A couple of years ago, um, I did an event called Sister Speaks. And I did it in the Castro. And what it was was um, just essentially like little intimate converse. It was fundraising. So backing up, I've raised $20,000 to produce this book. So the book is entirely funded now, um, ready to go. Um, 20% of all of the net proceeds are being donated to the sisters. 
for exactly those kind of grant giving things that I got to participate in. I mean, it's amazing. And I'm, so I'm really happy about that. But in order to make that happen, I needed to really raise a lot of money. Because it's a coffee table book with really high-end photography, and it's color, and it's expensive. Um, and also, so we started, to, I did this thing called Sister Speaks. So I thought, this will be great. I'll just, uh, I have this little art gallery friend, you know, Spark Arts. They're amazing. They always support me. I'm going to um, do, like, three events with sisters. And the community can come and just ask them personal questions and get to know them as people. Because this is really the thing. I, I mean, I think that, um, you know, foolish men build walls, and right. smart men you know, build bridges. So, and go out um, and just talk to people. <laughs> you know, yeah. Just talk just to people. Just talk to them. They're people. They're yeah. like you. They're like me. They right. put on their pants like we do. And um, so anyway, so it was amazing. So I had three events. They were all sold out. Uh, the first one featured Sister Ariana Badship. Um, now, I love her. She's, in a, she's in a, a, an incredible female uh, writer. She's got a book out. Super knowledgeable on San Francisco history. And it was amazing because what she had said to me, she goes, Heather, she was my first one. So I'd never done this before. And she's like, you know, Heather, she goes, your crowd is going to be older, you know, gay white men. And I'm like, really? Because I actually don't know a lot of older gay white men myself. (laughs) So this thing was sold out and it was all young people of color. (laughs) And she was delighted. (laughs) Um, So it was really cool because they had a, because they got to ask her questions and they asked her lots of questions. They asked her about Jose Saria. She taught them what a Nelly Queen was. We sang the song. It was really cool. So the second one was Sister Hera, and um, that was about queer spirituality and uh, religion. Different, totally different crowd. And then Sister Roma. And um, it was wonderful. So that model was so successful that that's actually the model I'm taking on the Whistle Stop Tour. So I'm actually in May, I'm going to be going for three months across the United States with this book. And I'm visiting all these sister houses. in random places, in random cities. I mean, I'm going to Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, Memphis and Nashville and places I've never been. And um, we're doing events. We're holding these forums where people get to come out and meet the sisters and talk to them like people. Yeah. And I'm super stoked about it because that that's what we're going to do. Um, and I'm doing it for three months across the country on a train. I'm excited. Um, but it's really about, I mean, obviously I hope to sell books, but... I want people to be educated, and I want them to, to know that these sisters are people, that they're brothers and their sisters and their mothers and their fathers, and they're like you and I. And um, I just really, just really hope that we can bring that message. And so this book, I'm going to be frank with you, is written very mainstream in a lot of ways. It's written by me, and again, I'm going to say it, a straight girl, and it's written for a straight audience. Right. So um, I don't use a lot of sister lingo. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and again, being democratic in process, like I was saying earlier, I, I let the sisters sign up. The ones who wanted to participate in this, those are the ones who should do it. Right. And if it's not your vibe, if it's not your thing, that's cool. Right. It's no hard feelings. Do something else. It's mm-hmm. all good. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy. I mean, we have amazing sisters um, in this project. Um, this was their, they, they dig it. Um, yeah. And that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to do that starting in May, going across the country. And it's going to be fun. <laughs> When will listeners be able to see and or buy the book? So I'm super stoked because... Um, when and where? The, you can, well, and how? right now you can do it on Indiegogo, but um, we are actually going to do it Green Apple over on the park, the Green Apple Books on the Park. We're actually, they're hosting a um, reception nice. and a launch and a reveal for us on Friday, um, April 19th. Okay. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and then, of course, it will be, uh, it'll be at Spark Arts in the Castro. Um, I have a website and it'll be... 
wherever it gets picked up, it'll be on a lot of places. Um, obviously, it'll be on Amazon. So, you know. Do you want to tell us your website? Oh, it's heatherjacks.com. That's www.heatherjacks.com. And what else can people do on your website? Oh, of course, there's lots of fundraising. <laughs> there's lots of donations and fundraising. Um, we've got fun tour shorts. Um, I'm going to be doing, you know, more uh, stuff as I go across the country. And this is kind of cool. As I go across the country, I'm going to be interviewing sisters across the country for book number two. So by the time I get to New York, I'll have all of the sisters interviewed representing each city. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing a lot of fun stuff. There's a VIP page going to be on that website as well that um, where you'll be able to kind of... There's some really good stories. So backing up, um, we took about 6,000 photos on this for this book. Is that all? That's all. And, and they, don't, they didn't all make the book. Um, and neither did all of the interviews. So on our VIP page, which is um, going to be amazing, is a lot of the stuff that hit the editing floor. I mean, it's great stuff, but it just, you know, doesn't fit in a book. Um, so a lot of great interviews. Um, we've got interview. We've got people. Um, I'm really excited about this. Um, so Sister Boom Boom was a very big presence in this city. Um, she ran for city council or uh, supervisor, right? Um, almost one. Um, so uh, a lot of the people in our book knew her, and they have remembrances of her. And so there's a lot of intimate, cool stuff that just didn't make the book um, because it wouldn't be really relatable outside of San Francisco. Right. So, um, but if you're interested, it's going to be there, and I'm really excited about that. A lot of um, lots of cool stuff, pictures, uh, interviews as we go across this country. So. Nice. Yeah. And is that party on the 19th? You said it's, it's at Green Apple. Yes. Is Green, it open to the public? Yes, that's going to be the window. We actually reveal the cover. Okay. Our cover is amazing. Oh, you've I'm going to tell you, it's incredible. I'm so excited about this cover. I'm, I'm just obsessed with it. And um, no one will have seen it until that night at Green Apple. That was author Heather Jacks. Check back next week when you'll hear from La Cocina graduate and restaurant owner, Fernay McPherson. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date on everything we do. All our past episodes are up on our website, storiedsf.com, and wherever you listen to podcasts. If that happens to be Apple Podcasts and you have a minute to spare, please rate and review the show. Send comments or suggestions to storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.